You can hear me now. Welcome to Being Being. This is a conversation about the potential of being human. Here, I'm recording from here going forward. I really wish I had gotten the beginning of that. <laughs> well, I can, I can describe it just again, naturally. It's, um, we're talking about pure potential. And my experience of pure potential is the unmanifested. And so when I'm being pure potential, I'm abiding in the background. And I'm observing the foreground where all the ripples are happening. All the potential is coming to, to you know, be birthed ups and downs, waves. And in the background, it's just like, <laughs> and that's why I used a word to describe it, like peace or serene or calm, but really there's no words there, right? <laughs> so that's, like you said, that's a projection on how I experience it, but truly there's no, there's no words there because it's on it's on manifested ground. It's pure potential, so there's no label yet. Would you say that there were uh, textures or gradients to it, or do you would you say that it went from background to foreground? Oh, that's beautiful. I think there's um, gradients of it it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the background. Yes. And I think that's the journey I'm on. I think I'm probably right at the surface being like, whoa, <laughs> but my lifelong journey will be to go deeper into that background. Wow. Well, the way that I kind of, well, if you think about anything, the way uh, a tree grows, if you, if you, if you, Look through a microscope at something and you'll see that it's organized a certain way if you look a little closer it becomes a little more disorganized and a little bit more and it goes from it goes from organization to chaos back to organization back to chaos through this gradient of things and it's sort of i think that's sort of the same with reality or dimensionality even mm -hmm. yeah yeah the layers of evolution Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so to bring that more and more, you know, I'm so in my head. I love my mind. <laughs> it fascinates me. Um, and I become overly identified with it. Because if that's what I am. So my practice is to um, disidentify with my mind over and over and over again. You know, my mind is creating all those things that are happening in the foreground. But when I can separate myself from that and realize um, that I'm not all of that, 
at least not in my truest essence with the core. Um, then the practice begins of going deeper and deeper into the background. Wow, I love the way you describe it. And I love you're describing a going backward into the background rather than a stepping into the yeah into the creation of it, but rather dissolving into the chaos of it. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it does feel like going back. And because the way you describe it, you're facing forward, you're facing towards this organization. And yet you speak of moving backward towards turbulence and chaos and unknowing and, and maybe even purer potential. Yeah, toward pure potential. Kind of away from the chaos and the turbulence, like those waves that create turbulence, that's more in the foreground. And then the pure potential, the unmanifested, the emptiness, the no thing, Ah. is in the background ah, I love it before it becomes a thing right <laughs> just the pure potential well the way I was hearing what you were saying a minute ago was you're abiding in this sort of middle place or maybe in the can you hear me still um, you're abiding in the sort of middle place or even maybe the background um, and looking forward and you live so much in your head and your intention lives out ahead of you. Though mm -hmm. so your true desire is to pull your, pull your mind back and step into the, into the fuzz. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's um, definitely when I'm in my head, it's all like in front of me or in the future in a way. When I separate from that and rest in the background, then it's present, you know, present to what's in the foreground and it's more in the now. Mm. But I'm separate from it, which has been a really tricky thing for my yoga mind to wrap its brain around. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's all, you know, it's all about union. We're all one, non-duality, you know, to, you know. And when, but my experience with this practice is actually a practice of separation or letting go, you know, letting go of my thoughts, not being so attached to them. Yeah. Even though I love them and their power is amazing um i don't always have to be there in my thoughts you know i can be in the unmanifested and spend more time if at least the same amount of time well i don't know that's probably a big stretch you know just be spending more and more time in the unmanifested you know i'm spending so much time in the manifested realm with my identification to that for balance for my serenity for my to be able to slow down to be able to allow an actual new idea to even come through i gotta retreat <laughs> you know it's like i gotta back off 
literally back off and fall into the background and stop thinking. You know, not that the thoughts stop necessarily, but mm. I'm just not so um, wrapped up in them. Identified with it, yeah. Yeah. And then to see what arises in that place of pure potential. You know, I'm, I'm not doing anything, not thinking, and I'm not identified with doing, I'm not identified with thinking, just being in pure potential to allow what arises there. Hmm. What does that feel like? And even still, like I was saying earlier, you can't put a name on it or a label on it because it's pure potential. But um, in conversation with you now, like retrospectively, um, I can call it peace, That's a feeling of peace. Yeah, a feeling of like maybe could you call it equanimity? Yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, um, could you call it oneness? Maybe. I don't know if I can say that yet. I, you know, if I'm really you, honest with myself, I don't know if I can claim that. <laughs> call it, could you call it blending at least? Yeah, I think I could almost call it love. I don't know if I fully know what love it feels like yet. The, uh, I lost you there. You know, the one I'm most comfortable is peace right now, but. Yeah. I lost you there for a moment. Mm -hmm. Can you repeat what you what you said? Like it's I, I I'm so sorry to have to ask because uh, it was you were speaking about love and then the the the, uh, the connection like kind of oh, went out. I, so it's like how do you? Right. Well, because it's like labeling this feeling and um, And I, I have inklings that it's a, it's a feeling of love, the purest form of love, not as an action verb where I'm loving someone or I love it because it's doing something for me or, you know, like, but just the essence of love and what does that feel like? And um, feels like love arises in that state of unmanifested pure potential mm. i'm thinking of compassion mm. mm -hmm. I'm thinking of you know love as compassion and, and what is compassion but you know putting yourself in the place of another or you know if you think of yourself in terms of, of another as in terms of energy just like putting yourself in the place of anything blending yeah Oh, that's so cool. I love what you said. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's a nice practice because um, there's no pressure there to do anything. There's no expectation. Um, Yeah, that uncon, you know, so that there's almost <sighs> be on this kick of lo love what arises, you know, go meditate, sit on your cushion, whatever arises, love that. 
And it's like, well, what if I don't feel so lovey? What if I'm angry? What if I'm frustrated? You know, what if I don't love what arises? So I'm supposed to, you know, you know, change that feeling of how I feel in the moment. Mm. But then I realized with that practice, you know, so with that practice, loving what arises, you know, it's action oriented. So I'm doing something. And what I'm talking about today is different. It's detaching from doing, abiding in non-doing, and allow love to rise. Mm. Or not even allow, you know, just being in the background and love arises on its own. And that to me feels so much more authentic and like letting go and surrendering and um, trusting, having faith, you know, much more aligned with spiritual, a spiritual practice mm. that, that opens to grace and isn't all about steering and doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that wow. to me feels like being. You know, when you when we mentioned when you mentioned to me about talking about this, I remember you saying it would, we might talk about being. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm. what does it make you think of? This, you know, this makes me, you know, this feels like being to me, like. Oh, you mean like existing in this conversation? Well, that, the practice that I'm talking about of just being in pure potential. Oh, or yeah. Pure potential, like you're, you know, pure potential is being. <sighs> and that's what this feels like for you? Yeah, I think so. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool that there's just, you know, kind of looping that back. Yeah, uh, wow. But yeah. And that's, that's, really, that's really crazy because, you know, the context that I came to today with was one of pure potential. Like I came to that, con mm -hmm. I came with that context today. I was like, all right, you know what? I am pure potential today. It's amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Rather than like, oh my God, I'm going to be disappointed. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, she's not going to show up on time. Oh my God, she's going to be mad at me because my the Wi-Fi wasn't working. <laughs> oh my God, 15 minutes later, I don't want to waste any of her time. I know it. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I do all that. <laughs> that's, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I think that maybe we all sort of do all that and see that, so, see that thing in ourselves but I don't want to be I don't want to be the one to be like I don't want to point my finger anymore I've been pointing my finger you know for so long like you you know and it's like no Jim yeah you, man yeah you're you're I'm bringing this to the world you might recognize yourself in it but like it's still my context right and it's just the it's one side of the same coin um that I think is your sense of integrity yeah i mean yeah there there's that to, there's that right 
And And you need to get that like, while my sense of integrity is really, it's really strong and it's got good intentions, I still experience myself as, as the other thing. And so it's like grappling with being those both, both of those things that are seemingly contradictory, mm -hmm. that, that provides another stress on top of, top of it all. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the stress of being being, I mean, the stress of being human. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, we know our potential and yet, we need to eat, eat, sleep, shit, and wash, repeat every single day, you know, breathe. Yeah, totally. We're yeah, limited. Your We're potential is undeniable. Your worth is undeniable. Like, that all is true without question. And then how much do we know that? And how much do we love that about ourselves every day? Yeah. With, you know, all the routines that we need to... Um, perform as humans. <laughs> right. You know, it's this weird thing being in a human machine that's so amazing, like this body and this mind, and we're just getting to know it, how it works. How to, um, like, take care of it in such a way that it enables our pure potential to come through. But we do have a limit in, a, in the human form. Right, yeah. we, have, we have to go to sleep every night. Yeah, we sure can't do. just keep like going, going, like every, every day. That's just not how the body functions. Maybe that's disappointing. Well, well, what's disappointing is the, the ener the, what we put our energy into, thinking that it's of worth. Like, why not put our energy into, like, literally developing our, our spiritual selves, like our created highest selves, rather than into production, you know, or into saving the environment or... Right. Yeah. You know, it just, and it comes back to like what you were talking to a little bit, I think about around our source coding or our childhood coding and what everyone's individual needs are. Our needs are coded almost based on our source wounds or our core wounds as children when we're most sensitive, regardless of where they came from. Like you said, I don't know if it really matters. You know, we don't need to blame anyone for it because that's just a rabbit hole you know they have their wounds and they got their wounds from people who have wounds so it never stops um so we can't point the finger so much but we have you know but we can acknowledge our own that's, and acknowledge them as being very real and then understand what patterns they create and what needs they um require to be met in order to feel safe again so that we can feel safe enough to reach our full potential yeah. like, like the tree that grows you know it needs to be nurtured at its roots yeah until it's strong enough and it's got its own hold and it knows yeah to grow to its potential mm. wow what a it's a hell of a conversation yeah I love wow. that.
I'm going to keep it short though. I know that's kind of strange, but I would like to continue this and have, you know, have another conversation another time. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, thanks for being my friend all these years. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's really cool. I mean, you're, it's amazing to see. And it's probably been over 20 years now. And to have someone that um, helps you make sense of the timeline is just, you know, or just, you know, not even make sense, but just to have that reflection of growth. It's really nice, makes it all that much more real. Likewise. <laughs> Love you, Jim. I love you too. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Okay.